In order to get to that point or to cross that line with that weight, there is a part of you, and I call this the mongrel, mongrel. that uh, you need to bring out. And I've discovered I've got quite a bit of mongrel in me. <laughs> it's connected by connective tissue, by muscle, um, uh, by the ligaments and tendons, right? So if you strengthen all of those connective tissues and mm. muscle, you're going to have a lot safer and a lot healthier knee with less knee pain. The power of the mind is amazing. And if you don't really, not conquer it, but if you don't understand it and see how it could benefit you, then I don't feel like you've truly accessed your athletic potential. She's a bit of a loose cannon. She's got half a shaved head. She can't hear good. She likes to lift heavy shit. I'm going to send her your way, all right? I'm like, cool. All right? She's like, it's right up your alley. Trust me. And we're good. Welcome back to the latest episode of the Strength Institute podcast. Today, I'm joined by... I'm going to do it. You ready? Are you ready? By three-time, 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 under 82, under 82, under 82, state champion, state champion, state champion, WA strongest woman, Megan Clark. Welcome. Yes. Wait. Yes. Yes. Yeah, you thought that was annoying. I had to put up with that. Yes. During training, repeatedly. Yeah. It's, it's a good thing. Yeah. Um, Guys, we, I got Megan Clark here with me, uh, my my strong man, strong woman athlete. Um, like I said in the introduction, she is a three-time under eighty-two WA state champion. She's also the reigning open weight WA state champion, and she's also the reigning under eighty-two ASA, which is the Australian Strongman Alliance Australian Strongest Woman. Okay, cool. so. We got some titles to work Ooh, with here. We, we do, it's but we good. still have heaps of titles to get. We've got more titles that we're, we're chasing, that you're chasing. I'm just along for the ride. It's fun. <laughs> um, but I've asked Megan to come on. I want to talk to her a little bit about Strongman and some upcoming events and everything like that. Um, before, obviously, the people in the gym know your backstory a little bit, but for the people that um, don't know you personally, how did you get into Strongman? Well, I was on. Uh, I was at the kilt run for the Highland Games, and I... After like 28 years of basketball, I got into some uh, triathlons. So I thought I'd give triathlons a go. So I used to hit up these uh, these fun runs. And I thought this one was going to be really fun because you had to run in a kilt. Right. So I, I dressed up in a kilt. I even brought a kilt for my, my staffy, And uh, it's quite cute. And I did this fun run. And then afterwards, uh, there, was some, there was a whole festival going on, Highland Games Festival. And there's bagpipes and that and uh, they had these strength events and it was the inaugural strength event for the women's. So it was the first time women's ever participated in it and I just saw these huge stones and the big wine barrels and that and I thought, oh, I'll, I'll give it a crack. I'll give it a go. Yeah. So it was a it was an Atlas stone to wine, it's like five of them. And because I registered so late that I was the first person they caught up. Okay. And because I had no idea, I had, to, I had to plead with them. I say, sorry, can someone else go first? Because I don't know what to do. So I watched a couple and then I had a go and I ended up winning it. So Nice. I know. And because it was the inaugural one, the um, my trophy with my name on it, it still sits in the um, Armadale City Council Chambers. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, there you go. That's pretty cool. I didn't yeah. realise that. So you sort of fell into it a bit by chance. Um, yeah, a little bit. It was, actually. It was more so because you're running, and, and like we'll talk, we'll touch on um, on on your other sort of athletic background as well. Um, but you, you're doing a fun run in a kilt, and then you saw some stones. You're like I'm gonna lift those stones. So you lift the stones, you beat everyone else, and then you're like, all right, let's have a crack at doing some more lifting. Like were you already training in a gym, just regular strength training at that point? Oh, I was training. I've been in a gym since I was 14, but not until I came here did I discover that. 
the training I was doing since I was 14 was probably a really extended deload week. Right. <laughs> One giant deload week. Okay. Just I wasn't getting any gains. I wasn't really – I'm not sure of my purpose in there. I didn't really see any changes until I came here. Okay. <laughs> All right. Fair enough. Um my first introduction to you was actually through Kane, who was a, a bit mm. of a loose unit, who um yes. who I used to 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 work with at a, at a previous gym, and um I get this call and I hadn't talked to him for probably four years. So I have this call and Kane's calling, so I was like, oh, it's odd. I'll pick it up, mm. and he goes, uh, and for Kane, he's just a loose guy. He's like, yes, yes. how you doing, mate? I said, oh, good, good, Kane. <laughs> uh, how, how are you doing, man? He's like, good, mate. I've got this chick. She comes to the, the gym that I that I work at. She's a bit of a loose cannon. She's got half a shaved head. She can't hear good. She likes to lift heavy shit. I'm going to send her your way, all right? I'm like, cool. All right? She's like, it's right up your alley. Trust me. So, right, thank you, Kane. Anyhow, you give me a call. It's like, um, oh, my, you know, someone uh, trained her at my gym, Kane, um, gave me your number. I'm like, she doesn't sound like a loose unit. Like, so she's like, yeah, come on in. Try oh it God. out. Yeah. And um, when you walked in, um, it made sense when he said that you had a shaved head and you couldn't hear good. It's because you, you actually have a hearing impediment yeah. and, and you had a, a, a dongle on the side of your head well, i yeah. call it the dongle Do you it's, have it it's a now? it's a processor but yeah he calls it a dongle so often now that i call it a dongle yeah it's it's, it's not one of the um it's not one of the ear in in ear like uh hearing aids it's sort of it's like a little magnetic one yeah that, that it's not a cochlear on. one it just kind of i have an implant in my skull and then so this is magnetic and it just it's the dongle guys the dongle and the yeah. dongle and i have to put the dongle on um a chain to attach to my ER because sometimes I knock it off. And it has been lost And it has before. been lost before and it costs so much money. Yeah. But, yeah, that the thing in my skull is actually there for life. So, and there's a bit of magnetic uh, material in there. So when I'm in my classroom and the kids are a bit upset or if I need to cheer someone up, I let them put magnets on my head. Oh, jeez. And they love it. I go, go on, go and get the magnet and put it on Miss Clark's head. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> so so, so you, you came into the gym and you could tell straight away like you, you had, you know, an athletic background um, in some sense because you see people when they first come to the gym, if they've not trained at all, they've not done athletic, you know, mm. sort of sports before, um, it can be quite intimidating, quite new. And, and most of the time you have a lot of work because they don't know, you know, good posture or, yeah. or like setup or anything. And you, you weren't like that. You did have a good base to start with. Um, so, so what did you do before you, you got into sort of um, the strongman? Before you started training here, mm. um, what, was your, what was your main, 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 B, main side piece? Well, like I said, I've always been in the gym since I was 14, but I've had trainers, like personal trainers, but not coaches. And my intention in the gym since I was that young was to, was the same as any woman would be, to lose weight and to tone up. That's it's bullshit now. I don't even, I'm embarrassed saying about so it. so angry. I want to tone up. I know, I just don't. <laughs> because now I, I, unless I eat a lot, like I struggle to put on weight. If I don't eat enough, I will lose weight. So really, all that time you spend on the cardio, you don't need it. Yeah, you just need to just lift, lift some more heavy weights. weights. Lift more weights. Whereas, you know, muscle is an active tissue, requires yeah. energy to stay alive, whereas fat is not. So you can just have fat sitting there and it doesn't require any energy to stay there. It will just stay yeah. there. Whereas muscle, the more muscle you build, the more energy you need to fuel that muscle. Otherwise, it atrophies and goes away. Yeah. Yeah. So I mean, if you want to lose weight, if you want to tone up, you've got to lift weights and put on some lean mass. Yeah. Weights. I mean, I can't even get through the night without waking up to have a meal. Like it has just skyrocketed my uh, metabolism. It's yeah. insane. Fantastic. Um, and before the gym, though, or you said you were doing it since you were fourteen, but you actually had a background in basketball, and yeah, basketball. you moved into some endurance sports as well, triathlon. I think you were doing triathlon just before you started training here yeah. as well. Yeah. Um, I spent twenty-eight years of basketball, so that was me playing basketball since I was 
what, eight, seven, eight years old, and I went to a basketball high school, so we would train before school, during school as class. After school, I was playing for like up to six to seven teams a week. It was intense. Like basketball was my life. Yeah. Like that was it. That was it. And then um, obviously five knee surgeries later, uh, the knees just weren't the best. So what, what, what surgery are we talking? Are we talking sort of arthroscope clean-outs? Was there ligament yeah. repair? Was it meniscus issues? Like what, what was wrong ACLs, with the knees? Two ACLs. Two ACLs done and uh, two meniscus repairs. And one of the patella, patella shaves. Okay. Yeah. yeah. We have osculoslatus. Yeah. Yeah. Just shave that. Um, and then it's just – it's never the same. Obviously, it's still it, – I go to bed most nights with a nice back on my knee. It's yeah. managed now. But as long as I don't – jump or change direction or do anything ridiculous like that. Yeah. And it might sound a little counterintuitive for those listening, oh, her knees were sore, why would you want to go and lift a heap of weight? Mm. Um, because one of the major things for people that have knee injuries mm. is to have strong legs to support the weak knee, right? Definitely. So you can't really strengthen, you know, a joint is a joint. It's connected by connective tissue, by muscle, um, uh, by the ligaments and tendons, right? So if you strengthen all of those connective tissues and mm. muscle, you're going to have a lot safer and a lot healthier knee with less knee pain. Mm. So um, it's not counterintuitive. It, it, it might seem it to someone that's not, uh, you know, used to training in the gym. But if you, uh, you, you know, dealing with back pain, knee pain, um, ankle pain, um, Strength training is a really good way to sort of mitigate some of those issues. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I think everyone should be doing some form of strength training, especially if you're over 35 years old, which I am. You're over 35? <laughs> oh, no. I am the old girl of strongman. Some people call me the mother of strongman. Oh. <sighs> well, we're going to talk about um, sort of timelines and, and mm. what you have in, you know, in store for, for your future career in, in strongman. Um, but I guess I want to know – what is it about strongman that really resonated with you? Because there's a lot of strength sports, right? Mm. So there's Olympic lifting, there's powerlifting, there's strongman. There's, I mean, mm. why strongman? If you're looking at it in terms of, and 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 I'll say in terms of my background, um, I was a powerlifting coach for a long time, mm. um, and I had trained in powerlifting and competed in strongman. Um, but I had, I wasn't training actively a lot of strongman competitors. Um, and it, it's just, it's easier to, to, to coach for powerlifting because there's, there's three lifts, right? It's a squat bench and deadlift. So is it the variety that you like more in strongman that, you know, there's an infinite number of events, really strongman is all about lifting things, moving things, things that are awkward, things that aren't regular. Half of it is sort of the spectacle of, of what they're doing, deadlifting a, 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 a mm. truck or pulling a car or, or walking a car on straps on your shoulders. Like it's things that you would never see normally. Is yeah. it the spectacle that, that um, is appealing to you? Is it the it variety? Be. Like what is it that, that I think strongman you know, gives you? Probably the spectacle and the variety. Like there's always something overhead, but it's it, it could be anything. Anything overhead, but and even if it's the same log, there's so many different alternative lifts you can do with a log. Correct. So, um, but also I liked how you got to lift it and move it, because that's what strongman is. You kind of lift not just a static lift like powerlifting. You're lifting it and you're moving it, and you're really pushing yourself to that point where um, not a lot of people can get to, and it's getting to that point and pushing through that point that. Uh, is is challenging and I like it. I don't know, it's weird. I really like to be pushed to that point. And also, I'm quite competitive. So I, I like that as well. Yeah. Yeah, that's fair enough. I think um, 
what 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 people don't understand is with strongman because of the awkwardness of a lot of the events yeah. and apparatus is it actually is in my opinion a much better true display of strength when you see powerlifters for example yeah the the world record powerlifters you know they might have phenomenal bench presses phenomenal squats yeah. and phenomenal deadlift but just because they're really strong in that one plane of motion doesn't mean that they're really athletically strong in other ranges of motion. Mm. So, and, and you notice that as well with um, uh, like going into grappling sports like jujitsu or wrestling. And if you verse people that are just gym strong, yeah, they're really strong if they're just in this one position mm. here. But when they're sort of twisted into a weird position and have to bridge off and turn, mm. um, it's, they're not as strong. Whereas I feel like strongman, that sort of training really mm. maximizes the full potential of someone's strength. You can't really hide. No, no. And I like how it um, it pushes not just physical strength, but it really does come down to mental strength as well. Yeah, it um, it really pushes you to that limit. And I like it because it's quite empowering once you've pushed past that limit. And um, I don't know, it's, you know, they say you get runners high. I don't know when you ran your marathon. Mm. I don't know if you got <laughs> runners high. <laughs> But I, I never did. But I get, um, I get comp day high. I get strongman high, and it's, a, it's a good feeling. Like to me, it's the best feeling in the world. Yeah, better than sex. Ooh. Strongman <laughs> high is better than sex. All right, and that's Annie. Why I do it. <laughs> okay, you say so. Um, I like strongman. I don't know if I like it that much. No. Um. Oh no, I like. Do you know what the the main thing I like about strongman is because it's not as technical as powerlifting. In a way, there is some technique, but then you cater it. You cater the lift to your own anatomy, the size of you, and where you need to put your hands in that, and where you roll it up. But in order to get to that point or to cross that line with that weight, there is a part of you, and I call this the mongrel. Mongrel. That uh, you need to bring out. And I've discovered I've got quite a bit of mongrel in me. <laughs> <laughs> you should. Too. It's um. It's it's true. It's. It's one of those things where powerlifting, you know, it is. It's very technical. Um, there's, there's a lot of technique. And there's, there is variety in technique, right? You might be a more of a high bar squatter or a mm. low bar squatter. You might sit back more as opposed to being more – like there's definitely variation in technique. But like they all look the same basically, right? Like – but when it comes to putting a, um, a 300 or 400 kilo yoke on your shoulders and walking at 25 meters, mm. yeah, there's technique involved. But – you do. You have to grind it out. It's not just a three-second lift and, and wham, bam, thank you, man, you're done. No. It's um, you got to work hard. You do. And uh, in some of my lifts, you might be able to, especially with farmers or even the log, mid-lift, you might see me sway a little bit. And that's me passing out, but then coming back. Um, I've never actually passed out properly, but a couple of times during I, – I do fade away and come back a bit. You know, but it's not, it's not for the faint-hearted. No. It's, uh, it's quite a punishing sport. Yeah. It's also um, what's very unique about strongman is that you generally um, have five events in a day or if mm. it's a two-day event, you might get seven or eight events, you know, three or four mm. each day. Um, but you usually will only find out about the events – what six to eight weeks out, Yeah. all right? You'll find out what the events are and what the weights are and mm. what format they're running in because you've touched on this before. The format changes. So if you're doing a log press – well, it might be a max log. So you just say, I'm going to lift this weight and you got three attempts to get it. Mm -hmm. That's sort of like powerlifting. Yeah. Or it might be, hey guys, we are doing uh, this fixed weight at 
X amount of kilograms yeah. for as many reps as you can in 60 seconds. In that minute, yeah. Or it might be we're doing um, a rising bar log where yeah. we're going to start at 75, we're going to keep going up by 10 kilo increments until yeah. no one can go anymore. Or we might do a log medley where we have five logs lined up and we're going to increase and do all five. It's like there's so many variations to what you can do. Yeah. Um, so it makes training harder, but but it does it, it requires, I think, a bit more mental toughness because – um, you know, if you're doing uh, one bench press versus an AMRAP mm. log set for 60 seconds, oof, that's, you know, it's tough. It, it works your gas tank oh, yeah. a lot you as well. Oh, yeah, you've got to um, – mental toughness definitely. But I think also another reason why I like strongmen is because there's that conditioning element. You have to be fit as well. You have to be able to run. I, I, come, back, I come from a background of running and being quite athletic. So I, that's a positive for me and I like that part that I'm able to bring over to strongmen. Uh, especially stuff like sandbags and that. Yeah. Like I can pick up heavy sandbags, but I can also run fast with heavy sandbags. Right. And I've also I'm quite fit, so that has helped. Yeah. And what what I like about strongman and what what you found what you're seeing more in recent years is for a while these like mass monsters were exploding like they were all six ten two hundred kilos. It's like Jesus Christ! Like look at the size of these people, and they were. You mean getting a little bit too big because the conditioning was going down. Now, that's great if you want to be that big and you have five events that are all either static or very low um, sort yeah. of amount of conditioning required. But if you need to do something that's 75-second um, AMRAP, as many yeah. reps as you can, or you need to drag a truck and that's going to take you 45 seconds, you can't just be a super big, fat, and muscular person. Like You have to have a gas yeah. tank as well. Um, and it's what you've seen in more recent years, you had like Martin Lisi's and then you had um, Alexei Novikov. And then you yeah. had, like I think, three... Um, the last three before Stoltman, who's a slightly bigger guy again, uh, and then Martin Lisi's was injured and he's come back and he's crushing it again now. Oh, yeah. These guys are only like 140 as opposed to like 180, 200 kilos. So you're sort of seeing this resurgence in in slightly smaller competitors that are able to um, balance that max strength requirement with the conditioning, which is really important. And, and usually in a strength sport, you're not going to see that conditioning component. You will in CrossFit, but that's not yeah. a real strength sport. It's not really a sport. It's kind of a joke, CrossFit. All right? Let's just pretend we never even talked oh, about CrossFit. Someone asked me the other day how long I've been competing in CrossFit. Oh, gross. Gross. And, um, yeah. No, not a fan of CrossFit. I, I, I like the idea of what they're trying to accomplish, but not the way they're doing it. Um, but, like, if you compare to Olympic lifting or to powerlifting, mm. you really don't need any conditioning. Like, you need to, yeah, you need to be able to hang around for four hours um, and do three yeah. lifts in yeah. an hour. You're like, it's not, but it's not a big deal, right? No, 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 no. no it is. That. And, and that 45 seconds or the minute that you're doing that, the log lift or whatever you're doing it in, that is a long time. Yes. That is a long time. Like when we're training for that beam hold, holding that rope Mm -hmm. for a minute, it just feels like an hour. You've got a long time to think about all the decisions you've made in your life. (laughs) No, I I actually do some mindfulness actually. I I do mindfulness that I've I've learnt from my psychologist. That's good. I've quite a team behind me. You do have a good team behind you actually. It's not bad. When you get into – High-level sports. I, I think everyone really should have a team support crew. Oh yeah, there's so there's so much. Um, the power of the mind is amazing, and if you don't really not conquer it, but if you don't understand it and see how it could benefit you, then I don't feel like you've truly accessed your athletic potential. Right. Yeah. 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 There's actually um, quite a savage little science experiment that talks about the power of the mind and the power of hope and whatnot, where they. Basically, we're letting a mouse drown or a, ra- a lab yeah. mat drown. And uh, after about 10, 15 minutes, it gave up and it was going to drown. They took it out. They let it recover and then they put it back in the water. And instead of only lasting 10 or 15 minutes, it lasted like 
12 hours or something because it like had this hope that like it was going to get saved again. So the power of the mind is pretty spectacular. Why would you tell me that? Well, you just, you brought it up, power of the mind. It's important. Oh, God. Yeah. I used to be a teacher of the RSPCA. I love animals. Yeah. So tell me about a drowning mouse. Oh, well, you know, it's, 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 it's for science. It's for science. <laughs> we'll get back onto a, a bit more of a lighthearted subject. <laughs> um, what is your favorite thing or your favorite, well, let's say, your favorite event slash thing, you know, about Strongman? Oh, Log. The log press? Log. You're Everyone just a log fangirl. Log. Logs. Yeah, okay. Everyone hates the log. Tell us why you like the log so I much, know, Megan. It just feels natural in my hands. It feels like it was meant to be. I was born to log. Born to log press, huh? Born <laughs> it to feels log. good. Like a lot of people say how hard it is. I don't find it. Obviously, when it gets really heavy, it's going to be hard. Mm. I don't find it that hard. Yeah. 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 Well, you are very good at it. The log press, for those that are listening that don't know what a log press is, it is a log. They now historically were big wooden logs, mm. but they have uh, little handles cut into the log. And the log is long ways and the handles run perpendicular to the length of the log. Um, and now they make them out of metal because it's easy to fabricate mm. as opposed mm. to like downing a tree and, and <laughs> chiseling. and wow. or, 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 you know, if telephone there happens to be a, a downed ge- old school Jera telephone pole and you can get yeah. your hands on it, you can make a log for sure. Yeah. Um, but basically you have to pick this log up from the ground using the handles, get it to your lap. And then from your lap, you got to roll it, hip drive and roll it up to your chest. And then you have to overhead press it. And you can strict press it, push press it, split jerk it, squat jerk it, like whatever you want. Um, but I have to lock it out and you have to have your feet square at the end for it yeah. to count. Um, and it's really challenging. Yeah, it's, um, uh, there's like three different movements in it. So it, it's it's tricky, yeah. especially where to get your breath in it as well. Because sometimes when I clean that log up, I'm quite dizzy. Yes. Yeah, usually when you start getting close to that 100 mark, yeah. you start to sway a little bit. I do. Yeah. And it, it, it last time I attempted the 100, it stopped me from attempting the press. Yeah. Because I just felt like I was going to fall. Yeah. And we should say here um, to those that are listening that are trying, if you are lifting weights and you feel like you're about to pass out and get crushed by your weight, just put the weight down. Don't try to do it. Okay. Safety first. Live to fight another day when it comes to the log press. Yeah. You know that point. And there's as many points that I go through where I know that I'm fading out a bit, but I can pull myself back in. Mm. But if I feel really bad, I'll put the log down. Yeah. Yeah. And we have crash mats too. So you can... <laughs> Aim it for the crash mats as you go, as you drift away into the darkness. All right. (laughs) Um, Well, okay. So logs your favorite your favorite event. Yes. Um, Is that what's your favorite? Let's go. What's your favorite thing about strongman though? Is it the community? Is it the way it makes you feel? The empowerment? Like, do you have like a favorite thing about strongman? Oh, for sure, the community. Yeah. Definitely, but the women in the community mostly. Okay. Women in the community. And so why, why women in the community? Because um, it's called strong men. So a lot of women are put off by that. I love it because it just shows me that I can do everything a man can do and even more. Um, but the women, women are quite apprehensive about getting into the sport uh, because it looks intense. Everyone's a bit apprehensive about getting into it because it's crazy. But um, I don't think women – even as a whole, realise how capable they are and competent and how powerful they are until they get an opportunity like this. And I feel that a lot of the times they're doing these lifts anyway. Like farmers is just bringing in the shopping, right? Right. Right? Yep. Yoke is just uh, your kids are hanging off your shoulders, you know, you're putting them to bed. Yep. Women, they carry the world, the weight of the world on their shoulders. Women, I feel like, have more mental strength than men. You just don't realise it yet. 
You just got to get it, get out there and unleash it. Yeah. Yeah. You do. And uh, the women who are in strongman, there's something else. I always thought you had to be a bit tapped in the head to do strongman. But with the women, it's more of a empowerment. And a, a lot of women in strength sports, they get into it because they've experienced uh, like eating disorders or uh, depression or anxiety or even uh, domestic abuse. So they go in it to help with that. Yeah. And not only does it help with that, it empowers them as well and makes them physically but mentally stronger. Yeah. it's You'd be so surprised at how many people I've spoke to about, why did you get into this? Powerlifting as well. Um, I'd say 90% of the people I spoke to come from that background. Right. Including myself. So it's really is a good form of therapy. It's in a terms great of form. A good I form to be able to vent form out frustrations. Yeah. But yeah, it's, um, it's, it doesn't involve any medication, which is great. Um, <laughs> What's been really cool to see here, you're touching on it, is people finding a little bit of passion or empowerment from it. Was when we first started, I wasn't, I hadn't planned on, on oh, we're going to have a strong man mm. gym here. Do you know what I mean? This is a mm. strength and conditioning, uh, strength training, um, personal training studio. And I've got some strong man equipment because I like strong man. We've got some powerlifting mm-hmm. equipment. I like powerlifting. Um, but what's been really cool is since you sort of have exploded onto the strong man scene, um, <laughs> is that you've really inspired a lot of the other ladies here to try it. And I think yesterday we had like seven or eight women yeah. trying different strong man things yesterday. We had the Conan's wheel out. We had yoke out. We had farmers out. We had sandbags going. We had all sorts of things happening. Um, we I had. Think they always wanted to do it. They just needed to see someone do it to start off with. Right. They just, yeah, they needed to see, they need to feel a bit comfortable. Yeah. And I hope I was able to do that. Well, I think so. I because think it's, um... I, I really care about the women in this sport because I came into the sport on my own, just kind of winging it. And there were so many things, so many questions that I remember I asking you. <laughs> and, and I remember saying, don't think I'm stupid. I just, I'm not from this area. I don't. What does AMRAP mean? Right. I don't know. I don't know that stuff. Um, so I think I'm trying to be to these women what I wish I had when I came into the sport. Are you saying I wasn't a good support network for you? What are you saying? No, no women need women. Women need women to support. Yeah. yeah. Okay. All right. No, no, you weren't. No, I remember when I had to cut weight and you called me fat. Uh, that was in jest. <laughs> that was to get the job done. All right. <laughs> I'll tell you, you make fatty. Me, get on the get on the bike. Yeah, it was said in 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 good humor and in jest. You're making me sound like a monster now. It was making me sound like a monster. But it now was when like, he cuts, okay, that's what I me, call him as well. Let me just let me. That's right. Let me just recap on how that all went down. As you were <laughs> you were telling me like uh because you know and here's the thing. Megan was my first. Um, really competitive strong women. Now I trained uh, some pretty high level powerlifting ladies before, but they were always, you know, sort of bang on their weight. Didn't really have to worry about. They're actually a couple of kilos under their weight class. Mm. I never had to worry about weight cutting in women. Yeah. And so leading up to the comment, I'm like, I don't want. Like, I can't be that coach. Is like, hey, you need to lose this much weight by this much time because yeah. I'm like, I don't, don't want to like trigger some sort of like trauma from the past or like just be some guy mm. telling you like girls to lose weight. Like that wasn't. I wasn't like yeah. vibing on that. Right. So so I was like, look, are you keeping track of your weight? Because when we first yeah. started. Um, you were competing in the 73 kilo weight class. Not no, well, the I competed in the 82s, but then because I was so, f- I was right in between. I was about 78. And um, instead of cutting to 73, I just decided to just be a lighter 82. But then when we were going to Arnold's, we thought I'd be more competitive at, under 73. So right. that's when we cut. 
And um, I've never cut really in my life apart from that. And to be honest, I won't cut again. Yeah. Like I'm an 82 competitor. Even though I was sitting a lot lighter than 82, I think cutting defeats purpose yeah. of this sport. It's, it's, it's tough because you still want to be the heaviest competitor in your weight class yeah. because there's weight divisions, right? And you were sitting, I think it was around 77 when we first started the cut. So it's like, all right, four kilos, that's doable, maybe four and a half. Yeah. Like we've got a, you know, a few months here. Um, you know, because 82 now, if, if you're, you're going to have women who are 83, 84, 85 kilos cutting down yeah. to 82, you're like going to be giving away eight, nine kilos in some of these ladies. So like, yeah, yeah if we're going to be competitive, 73 is probably the right weight class. Um, and, and then, but again, it wasn't me saying you have to be 73 kilos. Like we decided together this is going to be the go. Anyhow, we anyhow. Did. We did. And I was getting down there. It I was. was. And I was like, oh, what's your weight? Uh, I was like, everything's going well. Yeah, and she was like, good. yep, everything's going, is going smooth. It's going well. Everything's on. My eating's perfect, blah, yep. blah, blah. Anyhow, like a couple of weeks before the cup, she's like, my weight's at 78. <laughs> it's gone. I was like, get on that bike, fatty. It's probably about four weeks. Four weeks out. And four weeks. And then he puts me on 1,200 calories a day and no, makes no, me, no, no, makes no, no, me no, no, run. No, 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 no. I never made you stop. 25. K's a week. No, no, this is lie. Don't do this. Don't, don't, don't say this. Well, I got, we got down there. We got, it was yeah. just under 75, um, maybe 74. And then there was two days out from flying. No, it was the night, it's the day before. The day Arnold's. before you flew out. Day before we flew out. Yeah. And um, I had booked the sauna. I'd even booked um, the, the, um, the you, IV therapy. The IV therapy. They come around though. Yeah. Because I, you had done, you had done your water load, like you you been yeah. super hydrated, all the salt loading, you're ready oh to go, my God. and then and then COVID hit in 2020 yep. and we cancelled everything. First time I salt loaded, that was. Yeah. So I was in staff meetings and I would just have this uh, salt shaker next to me. I just eat the salt out of my hands. There you go. Uh, yeah, the, yeah, it was interesting. Mm. Mm. So so, but but Megan did, did touch on there as well. Um, is that cutting weight? You know, she doesn't like it. Maybe that's the worst thing about the sport for you. That was going to be my next question. What's the worst thing about the sport? Trying to cut weight. Oh, because but I don't really cut. I don't. Yeah. I like to. I'll sit around my weight. I'll yes. sit. You're within two kilos of your comp weight now. So one. I'm, right? Yeah, I'm 83 now. So I, I, I compete. It depends on the the fed federation because it's 82, and then the other one's 82.5. So yeah. So you're sitting around the 83 mark. So yeah. it's really close. It's very very manageable. But I agree. Look, doing a big weight cut, it sucks. It's mentally draining. Yeah. It's physically draining. Um, you're not your strongest when you compete. You're just trying to become the heaviest in the weight class because the weights are a little bit lighter, right? And that next yeah. one down. So it's sort of like giving up that, um, you know, I'm going to give up 5% strength, but because yeah. the weights are 10% lighter, it's still worth it. Like it's sort of, you know, but it's, it's not fun. And, and when you look at a bodybuilder on stage, mm. they're walking around 4%, but they're about to die. Like they're not physically um, strong on stage. Like anyone go up there and just slap a bodybuilder on stage. Like they're, they're literally on the verge of death, right? They look great, yeah. but they're literally about to die on stage, right? Those muscles, and it's the, they're not. It's the opposite in strongman. You want to be in peak physical yeah. condition when you compete, right? Yeah. You don't want to be holding back. So no. I think it's great now that, that we got that going. But I think we got <laughs> lost track about it a little bit was that, yes, um, you've been a great role model for the ladies here, not just here, at other gyms as well. Yeah. Um, um, and, and it's been, I, th I think, the women's division and it's not just because of you, like they're oh. running good comps and everything, but no. definitely a component of it. But it's I really do, been I up. do try and uh, I hit a lot of women up about uh, participating in strongman. Yeah, I do. That's great. Yeah, yeah. Every time I head over to Rishi, so I hit up all the powerlifters. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's Jeez, Paul. that's fair enough. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna give you. So you said your favorite thing was the the log. My favorite event's the yoke. I think the yoke is is much yeah, cooler than the log. Yeah, but you're you and you're 
born naturally. The, the weird thing your body does, it just separates into two separate entities. Mm. It's you're mm. born for the yoke. A yoke you pick up on the shoulders and then you just shuffle your way down the street. But his legs look like look, look they're separate from their the top. What you don't want to see is like when you see people running, like it looks beautiful, like everything's yeah. like in sync and the legs and the arms are powering, <laughs> right? And the shoulders are down and relaxed. But but in the yoke, you mm. want to look unathletic. You want the upper body to be completely still so that it's just rigid and then yeah. the legs just go. He looks like one of those lizards uh, at the oh, desert. The neck lizards? When they go. On their back they, legs? They've got, yeah, the, the back legs that go. Yeah. But they've got the legs. Imagine the lizard legs on this square Lego body that doesn't move at all. Yeah. And that's Nevin doing the yoke. Okay. Well. But, I mean, that's perfect for yoke, right? And he's mm. very good at it because he won, what, Australia's Strongest in 2011. 2011. Yeah. Uh, do we have a trophy next to you? you? Megan did ask if we can get this up on stage. Um, and the reason why is because she thinks it's the most beautiful trophy she has <laughs> ever seen. All right, bring it up. Oh, brace, brace yourself. Oh, my. All right. That is the Conan, the golden Conan. Um, which is that is, why the Conan's wheel was named after? You still don't know this stuff. Oh, my goodness. Right, is it so, from... Yes. Um, so, basically, um, yeah, same, same, but different. So, uh, the Conan's wheel and Strongman mm -hmm. is based off... Conan the Barbarian, Arnold Schwarzenegger, one of the opening scenes after Franco Columbo jumps up on the rock uh, and then they slaughter his um, city of yeah, Samaritans. I have seen it, but and I've seen take, that bit. You need to watch the movie. It's a great movie. I've seen the whole bit. And they take all the kids as slaves, basically, and they just stand there and they, they, and they don't carry um, it around in a circle. They push, they push this big it, thing in a yeah. circle. And so you actually see at the, at the most recent Arnold classics, mm. um, they've recreated oh, they, the actual Conan's yeah, wheel yeah. and where they push it, right? Yeah, that's pretty um, cool. So this, this trophy was back from 2011, back when a guy named Bill Linden, who we'll talk about a little bit later, was running Australia's Strongest Man competitions. Mm -hmm. And his trophies, um, I think in homage to Conan the Barbarian and the Conan's yeah. wheel and strong man and strength training, um, he would cast out of cement and concrete these gold, silver and bronze Conan, um, Conan the Barbarian sitting on his on his throne, and that was a uh, yeah, that was the trophy. It's pretty back heavy. Then. It's, it's it's solid. It's solid cement or concrete. I had to carry this back in my, on my carry <laughs> on my lap from Lismore in New South Wales, two different flights. Um, yeah. Oh, it's a it's a beautiful yeah, trophy. Yeah, I can understand it. The yeah. symbolism of it, but um, it's it's ugly. <laughs> it's <laughs> it's ugly. not that bad. <laughs> and it's too heavy. It's Conan the Barbarian. It is too heavy. It's about 20 kilos. It's way too heavy. It's about 20 kilos. Yeah, <laughs> it's monstrous. Uh, yeah, so I, I think that's good. I think in terms of the worst thing about um, Strongman, in my opinion, mm. Um, mm. just everything from you I, as a competitor just me, or just as a coach? Me as a competitor. Okay, me as a yeah. competitor. Yeah. Ex-competitor. Okay. It's just the overheads. It's so useless. It's only because you've got noodle arms. I've got little noodle arms here. It's just... um. Yeah, I think I think it's more so you like what you're good at, you dislike what you're not so good at. Maybe. Oh, definitely. Right. I just yeah. I'm not a fan of overheads because I'm not very good at overheads. Well, you can get better at overheads. Well, yeah, not, I'm not saying that you can't improve. That's the thing about the mindset I was talking about. Yeah, I'm not saying you can't improve. And if I was still competing, I would have to focus a lot on overheads. Um, yes, it's you just, would. Yes, he would. I feel like if you're going for bang for your buck, <laughs> it's the noodle arms. <laughs> bang, noodle bang for your buck. I like the big events, like. Like and don't get me wrong, like a truck pull. If you have a rope in front of you, yeah. like that's still upper body as well. Yeah. Yokes, um, 
I like pharmacaries, like it's a component of upper body, but I just like the bigger exercises. Yeah. I guess log is still a big exercise, but it's just, um, I don't know. Tastes a different breed, Megan. See, you're just out there being well, a trailblazer. Uh, what's your favorite? Your favorite's the yoke. I think the yoke is my favorite. And your least favorite's overhead. Axle press overhead. Axle. Because the con- the continental clean sucks. I hate continental cleaning. Yeah, and I can do it and mm. you have the bruises to prove that you can do it. But the continental clean, um, basically when you do an axle overhead press, guys, um, it's a fat bar. So unlike uh, Olympic lifting or weightlifting mm. where you can do a clean and catch it because you can grip it, with, they all start with hook grip and they clean it up mm. to their chest. Um is you can't do that with a fat bar because the bar is is fatter than your hand. Your hand mm-hmm. is open. So after a certain weight, you can't clean it all the way from the ground to the no. chest. You have to get it up to your to your belly and then sort of like flip it up the chest. It's yes. um dr- you're dragging it up. It's painful. It's uncomfortable. Have you got some bruises to show? Look at that bruise. Yeah. Yeah. It's a nice bruise. Nice nice hump that's from not just um. A bruise. That's that's like swollen. That's, yeah. It's not. It's not nice. Um, so I think continental clean into an axle press is probably my least favorite event. Yeah, it's tricky. Because it's uncomfortable and it's not fun and I can't lift much. It's like the trifactor <sighs> well, of terrible well, things. Said. <laughs> <laughs> um, as a coach, as a coach, um, what do I find hard? Uh, <laughs> and you were laughing because you know I what I'm going to say. I um, What I find most difficult dealing with you, dealing with you Megan. Or me, <laughs> me specifically or you I would as a coach? Say, no, I would say, um, all right, well, there's two. There's me as a coach. It would be the programming. Right, because you don't know what you're getting until eight weeks out. You're trying to yeah. keep someone pretty strong in a variety of things until you can specialize, mm-hmm. and it's hard, and it's time-consuming, and it's awkward, and you're trying to balance things out. But and I, what I dislike about that is because I always like to have a goal or direction I'm going with someone. So, like, if I want to bring someone's squat up, like, we're going to focus things around mm-hmm. the squat. But if you don't know, if you're not competing in a squat, like, if you don't know that you're going to maybe do a log press or maybe as an axe source, like, well, we can't do all the overhead movements every week. So that's probably the most difficult thing in general as a strongman coach is like trying to get the programming. Well, because, I think you've done very well with well, that. Well, thank you. Um, the hardest thing specifically with you as a, as a, as an athlete and me, it's not bad. It's this, is your very competitive, which is great. I'm also very competitive. Ask Adrian. He dislikes it when I get super competitive. But it's yeah. the competitive nature, which is a good thing if you want to win, right? If you want to win and be the best, you have to be competitive. I've never met like an ultimate winner that is just super laid back and doesn't care if things don't go their way. Like it's just, that doesn't exist. Like the super winners are super competitive. The problem with that with you is trying to manage that because I think last year, like you wanted to do like eight or 10 events. Like it's like, we can't do all these events because you're not going to be peaking at any of them, Mm. right? You can't do two powerlifting meets just for fun because some of the other girls and guys from here are doing it Mm. and then do a state qualifier and then maybe a fun strongman comp and then static monsters and then states and then do the, like the Mm. national, it's like, it's too much. And so that's the hardest part for me as a coach with with you is trying to, to reel you in and be like, we need to focus on a couple of events. And this year, guys, She's, she agreed. She's like, I said, Megan, this is the big year because you won ASA Nationals last year, so Australian Strongman Alliance Nationals. Mm-hmm. You're the reigning champ. You got the invite to both the other federations nationals this year, mm-hmm. and because you won the ASA, you qualified for the OSG, which is the official Strongman Games um, national, uh, sorry, World Championships mm-hmm. in uh, the U.S. at the end of the year. Yep, in Florida. In Florida. Daytona Beach, Florida. Um, 
And so I said, they're, they're the two main goals. Yes. Right? And she said, okay. I said, now you can do 37 competitions next year. I don't care. But these are the goals for this year. Um, and I'm sticking to it too. Sticking to it. We're, we're doing a couple of small fun things without a focus for them. So like, for example, if um, uh, Static Monsters is a reasonable oh, yeah. amount of time yeah. before uh, Worlds, yes, we'll do it because you're already going to be doing log press. You're already going to be doing an axle yeah. cl- uh, deadlift, right? Um, and there's a couple small things like that, but this year that main goal has been two, which has been awesome, right? Yeah. The other thing that's is hard with you sometimes is is the weight selection. So, like for example, when we're squatting, if you have a really good week one week, and we're you know up at RPE eight or nine, like we're pushing pretty hard, you know, 90 percent intensity, and you get let's say I don't know 140 for a few reps. The next week, you always want to beat that. And that's hard sometimes too, right? Because, yeah, you want to come in I and do. lift more weight, right? But but you had, might have had a really good week last week, and then you might not have slept well this week, or you're busy and work's yeah. busy, and you're grading 20 things for kids at school. Because yeah. Megan's a full-time teacher, guys, full-time teacher here, um, is that it's, it's, it's understanding, well, it's not going to be that every single time. Maybe mm. next week we do go up, and maybe we stay the same. Maybe it's even a little bit lighter. Like... Uh, but I feel like you've been taking that more on board, especially that part this year as well. Like oh, for sure. When we are doing overheads, we had originally planned for uh, two AMRAP sets um, of the uh, actual clean and press. You were just not feeling after the first one. The ribs were sore. So you know what? We just won't do it. And you're like, cool, won't do it. I'm like, that's good. Because before, <laughs> you probably would have killed yourself trying to do that second set, you know? Yeah. So um, I think like that's all been improving. But none of them are attack on you. It's just oh, like no, these no, are things that are fine challenging, you know? I, I love I love feedback. I love honest feedback. Yeah. And uh, thank you. Yeah, it's all now good. it's my turn. <laughs> okay, <laughs> go on. No, no. Yeah, that's the question. That's what I thought. Um, no, uh, talking about the OSG. So, I just want to touch on that one. The OSG is the official strongman games. Mm. Um, basically, I'm sure people that are listening have heard of World Strongest Man. All right, that's where all of the heavyweight professional strongmen compete. Opens. So the opens. So you got Brian Shaw, Martin mm. Lisi's, you know, Big Cedricus when he was doing. You know, you just had um. Coco Strongman the other day got his invite. Did he? Yeah. That's fantastic. Rongo, right? Rongo? No. no? Coco's. Oh, Coco's. Okay, yeah, yeah, cool. Oh, beautiful. Yeah. Nice. Uh, yeah, so he's not Australia's strongest anymore. I think he's working towards okay. the world's strongest next year. It's fantastic. That's just it's always good to see people yeah. going across to that. Um, and and so basically that's the world's strongest man. It's the open mm. professional guys by itself. But everything else – so the under 105, under 90s, under 80s, under 70 males, the under 82s, um, maybe mm. the open women's, the under 73s, yep. the under 64s, they all compete at a, at a competition called the Official Strongman Games. Yes. The so, um, uh, OSG. Yes, there's so many other weight classes. So many other weight classes. And because you won Australian Strongman Alliance Nationals, yes. um, you got your invite to that this year, yes. which is super exciting. So we're going to be traveling across to, like I said, Daytona Beach in Florida in yes. November. Um, to be versing the best women in the world and trying to become an under-82 world champion. It's pretty exciting. Yeah. I still got to get my head around that because I know one of the strongest women in the world, just in general, Mm -hmm. is in my weight class. Yes. And uh, she's... This is the one that wins Static Monsters as well? Yeah, Yeah. Nadia. Yes. Yes. Stowers? Stowers, I think. Yeah, Yeah. she is one of the strongest women in the world. Yeah. In the world, like... All weight categories, and but she just happens to be in mine as well. That's so. right. But you know, like we say, it's not just one event or two events. It's going to be yep. 
four, five, it's two days probably. It's going to be multiple events, yeah. right? And that's another great thing about yeah. strongman as well. Like in powerlifting, if you're really good at, at squats and deadlifts, but your bench isn't quite as good, yeah. hey, you're still going to do really, really well. In strongman, because there's so many events and mm. so many variations, and there's going to be minimum five events, mm. you really have to be an all-rounder. Like you can't yes. just like you can't just win one or two and then bomb out the rest. You'll do terribly. Like you have to be up there placing in all the events and doing yep. well. But then even if you don't win every single one of them, you don't have to – you can still come second or third and win a couple and still be competitive. Alexei Novikov won World's Strongest Man yeah. and only won one event. Yeah. All right? That's like, crazy. It's crazy. So so consistently being in that top three, yeah. top four is where but you need to be. Can I ask you, Nevin? Yeah. Out of the six events at um, the Invitationals, how mm-hmm. many do you want me to win? I want you to win six. <laughs> yeah, I want you to win six, please. See, do you not think maybe this is why I'm so competitive because yeah. – Oh, well, hang on. Here's the deal. I want her to win six. And this is another thing that we've been working on is that um, I want you to do the least amount of work possible yeah. to win six. Yeah. yeah. And I have a great explanation about what <laughs> I mean here, story. which is like, for example, <clears throat> she's at States, uh, which she's already winning the whole already comp, yeah. right? She's already won the comp outright. And I said, all right, just, hey, You've got the deadlift next. Once you get 200, you've won that event. Let's just stop um, because save your energy for the next event. Yep. Save your energy for training next week because we're getting straight back into it. Oh, we had nationals the week we after. We had nationals the week yep. after it. Um, you got a big comp next week. So let's just stop at 200. Oh, no, I can do two. Does 200. All right, stop now. No, I can do two. Does 220. Stop it. I can do 230. Does 230. I'm like, Jesus Christ. Right? Well, I stopped after 230. She stopped I after 230. I was scared of this face. Yeah. It's because it makes no sense. Like, why risk? pulling a hammy on 2.30 when you've won it at 200 oh, and you have nationals the next week. Because 2.30 was easy. You know, I, I pulled 2.40 at statics and that was easy. I thought, mm-hmm. well, what's what, what can I pull on the deadlift? Right. You know, I'm not too far away from a record. So we've come to a nice compromise. And it, basically the, 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 the compromise is, is she does the bare minimum yes. to get as, the best place that she can. Mm-hmm. And the only other reason why she's allowed to go all out is if one, she's already secured the win for the entire competition, yep. or two, it's the last event and doesn't matter, right? Yep. And you can do whatever you want. Yeah. And we've 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 agreed we that's going to be the case, that right? There's um, a max log in the event uh, coming up. Yeah. And I thought maybe that's when I could attempt my record breaker, mm-hmm. but um, I may not need to go that high. Right. Who knows? Who knows? This um, I'm excited for this. Uh, for the Australian strongest um, for the other federations, yes, uh, middleweight championship because there are some good competitors in there. Yeah, and it's the first time we've actually been able to travel yes. for a couple of years now. Obviously, with COVID, we've I've qualified for Arnold's every every year. Yeah, I've gone. I've had competitions. Tasmania, Cable, and yeah, uh, the um, what's that one called? Uh, obliterate, the obliterate with Camilla, and uh, we've never been able to go. We have so many flight credits. We've bought flights, <laughs> pay for accommodation. We've never been able to go. So. Yeah. I'm kind of over in WA, away from everyone else, and I'm getting better. I'm making a name for myself here, but no one knows who I am. Over there? Over there. No one knows at all because I haven't been able to leave the state. Right. And so it was really good to be able to do, even though it was remote, to compete at the national event because now everyone knows that I'm here and I'm competitive and I'm strong. And uh, to be honest, uh, I kick butt. Yeah. I didn't just win. I... Won quite, won everything. Uh, quite significantly. We went five by a lot for of five. Points. Yeah, five, five for five. Five for five. 
Yeah, it was it was a dominant performance. Yeah, it was really good, <laughs> and uh, and we hope to continue that trend this year. Um, I hope so. But also with the OSG, um, our lovely remedial massage therapist oh. Ash has led the charge on a fundraiser here um, at mycause.com. I don't know if it's but my, we'll put the link in the description below um, because it is expensive to travel. Um, and like I said, Megan's a teacher and is taking time away from work. Um, you know, mm. there's no prize money in any of these things or very little, if, if any. Um, and so all the flights and accommodation, mm. um, it, it adds up. And so especially because we're traveling a bit this year, um, Ash was yeah. really nice and considerate and put this uh, this um, yeah. fundraiser page up. So if you are out there and listening and you're feeling generous and you want to help support a local athlete get all the way to the world's strongest woman competition at the OSG, yeah. um, you know, feel free to click on that link. And, and that, yeah, that, that cause is, is to go towards the airfares and accommodation and anything for the trip. It, it's not going to be anything else. I know one of my friends had a joke with me yesterday about, supporting um, me while I'm over there and my trip to Disneyland. Yeah, um, no, it won't like be that. it won't be used anything yeah. like that. It's, it will be it's purely yeah. to get over. It will be it will be for competition specific. Yeah, purposes. definitely. Yeah. Definitely. I would feel very uncomfortable. I just wouldn't do it. Yeah. Yeah. So please donate. Yeah. Please yeah. support. Jump on that link and um, have a look, have a click. Um, that would be really, really hugely um, appreciated. Appreciated. Yeah. Thank you. Cool. Thanks. Um Next thing that I wanted to ask you about is what what do you find most challenging mm. in terms of your 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 training? Is it the nutrition um, having to be switched on? Is it the recovery? Is it trying to find a work life balance with your training? Because obviously you're not going out getting work life balance. Going out and getting what? I said you're obviously not going out and getting pissed every night because like you have to train heavy. Like it's just I don't can't even do that. drink. Right. So I don't you, even drink coffee. So you find work-life balance is the hardest thing with your training? Yeah, but I was always quite vanilla anyway. Yeah. So <laughs> um, work-life. I, you said I was a full-time teacher. I'm actually four days a week because I can't work full-time and like train full-time. It's it's really intense and I, I couldn't do that, that, uh, when did that When did that first happen? Uh, about a year and a half day? ago. About a year and a half ago when you really started pushing towards trying to become a yeah, strongest person. Yeah, and that's when I was – you had me training six times a week. Mm. But, you know, strongman training because the equipment we use, you can go between one, I don't know, to four hours. Sometimes I'm out in the alleyway for four hours training. So it takes up a lot of time. And um, I, I can't get that balance. Like I, I, I still make sure I see my friends and my family and that. But I'm not going out every weekend. No. And um, I'm not doing silly things. I'm not spending a lot of money on things because it goes towards strongman. Yeah, it's quite an expensive sport to yeah. participate in. And and I, I'd gotten you know uh, some stuff to the gym that Megan Megan needs as well. But she's also bought a lot of her own stuff too, oh, in terms yeah. of logs and sandbags and all sorts of stuff like yeah. that as well. And and it's not just the apparatus; it's the equipment. Like you have a hard belt, you have a soft belt, you have multiple knee sleeves, multiple elbow sleeves, multiple wrist wraps, multiple wrist straps. You ha- it's like yeah. you have how many shoes do you have for training? Oh, heaps. Like you you have the heel wedge shoes for yeah. your overheads and squatting, and you have flats for running yoke, and you have you know it just oh, like for yeah right it, it, yeah. you know so. Um, even um, clothing, I, I wear different clothing for different events as well. Yep, different different shirts. Um, different shirts, even different bras for different events. Yep. Uh, different socks for different events. Um, Is it a fashion it. statement, Strongman? No. It's a fashion but, statement. Uh, basketball socks, they're pretty good because they, uh, they don't let your foot slide forward or back or side to side. Yeah. So they're pretty good on the yoke. Yeah. So I, I do. I, I think a little bit deeper than others might. Yeah. If it gives me that tiny bit of, you know, um, 
what is it? Tiny Advantage benefit. Edge, yeah. Yeah, or Edge. I'm going to do it. Yeah. I'm going to do it. But, is, you know, yeah. it all costs money. But but that's that, that's that competitive mindset again. So is it the sacrifices that you're making in your social life and just like life outside of training and work, is that worth it to be the best in Australia? Uh, to me it is. Yeah. Because I've never I've never wanted that life of uh, kids and marriage. Yeah. I, I know I'm a school teacher. It's not like I don't like kids. I do like kids. I just don't want any of my own. And um, I, I don't know. I just – this makes me happy. Yeah. So I'm just going to keep doing what makes me happy and then – so it's more of a happiness thing for you. So the sacrifices yep. that you make in your you know work life balance, yep. that's more of a it's a it's a happiness factor, not so much a drive to need to win. And I ask this because oh, yeah, um, I, I asked Dan Macri the same question. And granted, we were back in our early twenties when I asked him because he mm. was like 170, 180 kilos back mm. then, lifting a huge amount of weight, like not li- living the healthiest of lifestyles. Just to be that size yeah. is not healthy. And I asked him um, back then, and this is before he. Is in a committed relationship before he, you know, I don't know if he wants kids now. I haven't talked to him about it recently, but I said, Hey, man, is it worth because uh, he was trying to become Australia's strongest man at the time? Yeah. And he, I think he came um, third in the Southern Hemisphere's strongest man and two runner ups in yeah. Australia's strongest man. He never quite twice. got the title, right? Yeah. Um, I said, Is it, is getting that gold medal, is, is winning Australia's strongest man worth taking 15 years off your life because you're walking around at 180 kilos? He's like, Yeah, absolutely it is to me right now. I want to be the best in this. Like, this is what I want to do because I want to be the best. So it's two different. Is, is it, do you want to be the best or is it because it makes you happy? Yours is more uh, coming from a place of happiness. I want to be, I can completely understand where Dan's coming from. And yeah, I agree with him. Yeah, I agree. But also, um, during my thirty-eight years, I've always been a not an overthinker, but a reflector, and I've always wondered, like, what? Not in a morbid way, but what's our purpose? Like, why we go to work and we we hang out with our friends and we get paid, and then we like, I don't, I don't understand the point of it. Like, what's our purpose? Right. I really don't understand our purpose. Right. Why on earth do we do what we do? Right. But then, and I thought about that for years and years and years, and I, I come to the conclusion: it's just life is about filling it with stuff that makes you happy and enjoying it. So you can see my changes of sport uh, when I maybe lost happiness for one sport and I wanted to try a different one. And as much as I love strongman, if it stops making me happy, I will move on from it. But while I'm in it, I do want to be the best. Yeah. Or else. It's, I find it a waste of my time. As I get older, I don't. my time is very valuable. I don't want it to be wasted. That's probably why I don't date a lot because men <laughs> wasting my time. But um, I don't – when you said about every week I want to up my squats. Yeah. Because if I don't up it, then I feel like that session is a waste of my time. Right. And but it's not though. You realise it's not a waste of time. No, but I know that my time is very valuable. Correct. And I, I but know. building but building a strength base is a good use of time, is just as good as building a bigger top range, mm. because the bigger base you have, the higher you can go. Oh yeah, I'm learning right? that now. Like yeah. I, that's why I, I come from a background of no experience coaching, so don't ask me anything about it because I don't know. And that's why I pay the big bucks for this guy. <laughs> and that's something that wasn't mentioned in the expenses of strongman. Oh yeah, yeah, she pays her. You pay for yeah. quality, Ooh. and it's it's a good coach. Thank you. <laughs> Good coach. And that's the only compliment he gets from me because <laughs> he gets weird. She gets weird with compliments. When she won Australia's Strongest Woman, she hugged me. Did I? Yeah, you did. Oh, Got yeah. Got it on video. She hugged me. She's did all I? happy here. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> I just remember going to your engagement party and we were like, 
Yeah. And I think we ended up shaking. It was so awkward. I'm not a hugger. Don't hug me. Don't ever hug me. Um, that's good. So that's, that's interesting. I, I like I like that yours comes from not only a place of competitiveness, but also a place of just being happy with what you're doing. Being happy. It, it uh, gives me joy. But uh, if you're going to do something, just do it yeah. really well. Yeah. Yeah. How can you just half-ass something? I don't understand how people can come to the gym not training for something. Like, what's your purpose? Why are you here today? Yeah. Uh, just want to look a little bit better naked, that's all. You know? I think I look great naked. Yeah, yeah. There you before go. Before and after Strongman. It's not <laughs> – I don't know. It's, yeah. um, I, I like to work towards something. I feel like if I don't – if I don't have anything to work towards – I get a little bit lost. There is no purpose. I need a purpose. So when COVID hit, I lost my purpose a little bit. Because mm, you couldn't do it. You couldn't compete anywhere. Well, I, I couldn't. And pretty much my life was just sport. And I chose not to have children and chose not to have a husband. And I chose to eliminate or to sacrifice those things. And then when I couldn't do my sport, there wasn't really much else. That's interesting that you say that. <sighs> I guess, and that was all my decision. Yeah, I guess that's a risk that you take when you go a hundred percent into something. Is that that becomes a part of your identity as well? And oh, so, like when yeah. you can't when you can't do it, that can have some pretty bad negative side effects. It is a huge part of my identity, uh, um, even too much. I think after I won nationals, probably for the first three days after that, everyone whom I spoke to wanted to speak. I feel like I was having the same conversation. Mm-hmm. To a hundred different people. They call that they call that social fatigue. That's a real thing. Oh, and I think my mum got the brunt of it. By the end of the third day, I was like, "Mum, can we just not talk about the competition? Can we just not? Yeah, I don't want to talk about it." She got a bit huffy, huffy, but she understood. Yeah, because um, I, I love strongman, but I'm also more than strongman, as well. Even though it's a huge part of my identity. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that's important. I think that you can't you can't have your entire identity just connected with one thing. Yeah, I know. Because if you can't do that, then there's then that's a problem. Yeah, and yeah. that's why I think I like the strongman community as well because it's not just strongman. I have a really close group of friends who are from strongman and from this gym. Yeah. No. Nice. Yeah. That's really good. Um, WA strongman. They're mm. sort of the 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 bigger federation or the biggest federation here in WA, the main one. Um, they run, you know, four or five comps a year now. They have, yes. um, and, you know, some novice comps, some qualifiers mm-hmm. in states, mm-hmm. um, which is great. Um, they have, you know, when you win their comps, some pathways to get across to Australia's Strongest Man. Yes. Yeah, um, which is great. That was recently taken over by uh, from Dan Macri by Jane and Anthony. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and... And they've had it for about a year now. They've run probably what four comps. Yeah, they um, their first joint comp with Dan was uh, probably this time last year for states. Yeah, did yeah. Dan? So that was a joint comp with yeah, states it was with a joint Dan. One. Okay. Yep. Um, and then yeah, I think I think from an, from a coaching perspective, from a non-competitor's perspective, yeah. let's say, I think they're doing really quite a good job. I think that um, if you're looking at a competition at how do you break it down? Well, what are the events? Were they good events? Cool. Were they set up well? Cool. The main thing from a spectator and yeah. from someone that's not competing and probably maybe from you as well as a competitor is timeline. When things drag on for ages, Yeah. they actually had a really good amount of volunteers and they were getting through the stuff at the States quite quickly. And they had a good amount of break between the events, Yeah. but the events moved quite well. Because there's yeah. nothing like going to a comp where yeah. it's one event and it takes forever to 
change the weights and this and that for the next competitor, reset it, blah, blah, blah. It's like, oh, my God, just finish this event already. But that's what you need, good helpers, volunteers and that. And, right. And like last weekend we had a novice, WA Strongman Novice Comp and um, all of the Strongman competitors, most of them, who you did qualifiers in that, they came down and they helped being loaders. Yeah. So, and not only loaders, but um, spotters, and they were, uh, you know, encouraging mm-hmm. these newbies yeah. to uh, uh, into strongman. Yeah. So that was, it was pretty supportive. Once again, the community is yeah. wicked. And I think um, I've been to a few novice comps because um, sometimes they would hold the novice comps in sync with qualifier. Yeah. And um, they used to. Uh, I went down to that comp because we had a few people competing at the novice comp a couple yep. weeks ago. And there was like 30 comp- – it was the biggest, busiest I've ever it's seen in the novice comp. It was fantastic to see all that interest in. So I think that, um, that you know, WA Strongman is doing a really good job at their comps moving forward. Is there anything that you think they can improve on as a competitor? And again, not an attack, just like, hey, if, 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 if I had to pick something that I th- would like to see different in my oh. comps that I'm doing, like what would, what would you see? No throwing events. No throwing events? Jeez. <laughs> Anthony and Jane. Love their throwing events. Strong, strong man. I don't understand throwing. Is sandbag over the – for height or they've got one coming up, clash on the coast, uh, keg throw. Keg throw. I feel like that's more of a like a Highland Games thing. Oh, when you throw stuff, it's not just for strength anymore. It's more – it's really technique-based. Yeah. So I feel like it, you can be really strong. You'd be the strongest person there, but if you can't throw it properly, right. then – you're not going to win it. It's one of those things where you really do have to, um, to 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 practice it. Like to throw a keg well, you need to practice throwing a keg. And yeah. most gyms don't have that available to them. Like yeah. it's only really been the recent years that you can get yokes and logs and farmers readily. Yeah. Like when I first started doing um, just personal training back in like 2008, mm-hmm. there was no like flex fitness equipment. We could mm-hmm. go and get a log and farmers and axles. and to a make like, everything. Yet I literally had to pay someone to fabricate me stuff or st- T- steel, you steel. Made your own I had to go. I had to go and find Western-powered telephone poles that were that were they were they were out of use. They were decommissioned. All right. Um, okay. You had to like either make it yourself or pay someone to make it for you. Yeah. And it was so expensive. But you even, made your own stones, right? Made my own stones. Yeah. Yep. Borrowed the molds and got the concrete. That, yeah. So my yeah my, my Christmas present one year was like uh, three hundred kilos of concrete. <laughs> I was like yes. yeah I was like fuck yeah sweet but, but what do you have Christmas oh I got. 15 bags, concrete. Ew. It's like, <laughs> you know what I mean? We so, yeah. um, so, but even now and today where it's so much easier to get stuff, yeah. it's so much more available. Even things like throwing kegs, it's hard. You're going to get kegs. Where are you going to throw it? Like most gyms, you can't throw a keg in a gym. Like, oh, Jesus. You so I can see what you're saying here. there. So throwing stuff. So more sort of like event selection is what you're saying. Oh, yeah. I mean, I'm just picking at straws there. I love the comps at WA. Yeah. They're doing a great job. They're really doing a great job. And, um, yeah, I think when they, they're really building up their um, participation because COVID really hit Strongman hard. Mm. Like uh, poor Dan in the last three years, it wiped Strongman out. And I yep. think that's the only reason why I went over to powerlifting for that small amount of time. Mm. Um, it's because and, – and a lot of people that used to do Strongman before COVID haven't returned – that it was just, it was, I don't know, it was, they called it a day. So yeah. it hit the strongman community really hard. Yeah. So we're just still trying to build it back. Right. I think, um, I, 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 I agree. I really want to commend the WA strongman people on, on, Get the amount of pull that they've had of getting new people into the sport, I think is absolutely fantastic. Yeah. If I had to pick one thing that I would like to change, and we talked about this the other day at the Novice Comp, right? Mm-hmm. And I understand it at a Novice Comp is if someone is doing more than, Six reps, oh, may, maybe yeah. maybe eight reps, the weights are too light for that event. 
Yep, right? no, I agree on that one. And so that's that's my biggest pet peeve in any comp, and not just a WA Strongman Cup, but any comp. If you get to an event where someone can can bang out 10, 12, 15 reps, there was, there was just a, it that's was a miss. That's called CrossFit. That's called CrossFit, and that was the underestimation of the people's strength. If, <laughs> if you know, but, but it's a hard line to walk, and I feel bad for them because, like, they've got to pick a weight yeah. because if you have – you know, six people in a in a in a weight class, mm. and only one of them gets one rep, and five people miss it and get zero reps. Mm. That also looks shit. Do you know what I mean? Like you you want to yeah, see people does. getting a couple reps in. So it's hard. I think they got a tough job. Yeah, I'm glad the I don't novice, have to pick the, the weights. comps have to be a bit more um, lighter and more open to everyone. Correct. To have a go, mm. but sometimes, especially in the women's division, it gets too light. It's way too light. Yeah. Well, I mean, strong is, is in the name of the sport, right? You've got to be strong. You've got to be strong. Yeah. yeah. You, obviously, there's some conditioning element, but you've you got to be able to reach that max during the one minute that you're doing it. Yeah. You've got to reach that point Yeah. where you feel like you're going to die. Yes. Or else that's just CrossFit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, what are your thoughts on… CrossFit? No. No, we're not going to talk about CrossFit. What are your thoughts on a unified competition? Um, with like preset qualifiers. And we could have talked about this before the yeah. podcast. And I'd mentioned Bill Linden earlier in this podcast. He went to a World Strongest Man a few times. He used to, back in the day, back when I first um, mm. was doing Strongman, 2011, 10, he was, uh, he was running all the mm. Australia Strongest Man competitions. And to qualify, he had this concept called Strength Quest qualifiers. Mm. And so basically at every state state championship, you could do whatever you want. You could have four events, five events, six events. Mm. You could you could do whatever. But four of the events had to be his set four events, which were a deadlift, um, a log, mm. a farmer's, and a yoke. I believe it was four. Dan might call me up later and berate me and say it was only three or whatever. I'm pretty sure it was Please four. Please call him up Please call later, me up and ask. Yeah. I'm pretty sure it was four. And the reason why he picked this is like – it wasn't just, oh, if you podiumed, you get to go to Australia's Strongest yeah. Man. Because what happens if you have a really weak state, no competition, and you get three people that really aren't at the caliber to compete, yeah. but they podium, they go across Australia's Strongest Man, then you have guys that don't belong belong there, right? <laughs> well, I'm just saying, this is, it's a harsh reality. At the, yes, Australia's Strongest Man, you want to have the strongest people. Yeah. And so Bill Linden's idea of the strength quest was he had these four qualifying events that had to be run somewhere in your competition or at least during the year. Mm-hmm. Um and basically all of the scores would get tallied up from people around and mm-hmm. only the top eight to ten competitors in ranking would get invited. So you might only get one guy from WA invited and five from Queensland. Yeah, that sounds fair actually. Because it's just it's those four events, it's standardized across all the states. Yeah. The biggest ones go in. Well, I think if um if you're in Queensland and there's like ten competitors and what the top top three go over or something, let's say the top three go over and you're the fourth, yeah. but you're still lifting more than the guy who won WA because there's only one person there. Yeah. Yeah, completely fair. It's a, it's a cool concept, right? But, uh, but, but it's kind of going into the more powerlifting thing. Right. It's yeah. the same four. So you might be really good at training for four specific things, but unless those four specific things aren't in Australia's Strongest Man, you might yeah. be a complete dud. I see what you're saying. That it, it defeats – it's really tricky because I love the fact that it standardizes it you have a goal to, to try to hit. It mm. takes the top people in those events across. But unless they're the events at Australia's Strongest Man, it's defeating that whole purpose of having the variety that Strongman gives. I it's like tricky. the concept of the unknown. Yeah. We don't know the events. We might not know the events eight weeks out, the weights. Mm. I mean, the, the comp coming up, 
with the, with the um the beam hold. Yeah. We don't know the weight on that. It's just described as right. fairly fairly hard. Well, that's part of part of training and coaching is just <laughs> well, being. We don't know. Yeah, it's just trying to like and and we did it before when we were training for Arnold's. I just went and bought a bunch of scaffolding and um and yeah. couplers and just built built our own frames and yeah. built our own rigs to try to get stuff to be as what we thought would be yeah. what we're going to be using. We you just know? train really 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 heavy. Yeah. <laughs> and then just so on the day when it's lighter, we're okay. Yeah. And that's why we train in a wind tunnel. It is a wind tunnel out there. We do have a yeah. wind tunnel. You know what I think would be kind of cool if you were to like half standardize it. So let's say you had three, an overhead, uh, a deadlift, or like an overhead, uh, a moving, and mm. like three things that were the same every single time. So it's always a yoke. It's always a log. It's always a farmer's. And then two mystery events that the that the whoever's running a straight strength band says, and they only tell you the last two or the last three Six weeks out. Then and the standardized one is how it's always a, a yoke. Does it always have to be a, a, a yoke to 15 meters or a, a yoke to? I believe his were standardized. So it was a max log. It was a set distance um, for and weight for yoke, something like that. Mm. Yeah. Maybe it's just hard to standardize strongman, isn't it? I like the concept, but I don't think it, you can actually execute it properly. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. I don't, I, I don't think it'd be tricky. It'd be really hard. So. I don't think it'd be worth it. No, just keep it. Just keep it as um, podium winners for now. Yeah, and, and and or by invite. And or by invite. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, yeah. definitely. That's cool. Uh, where do you see yourself in strongman in the next few years? Because you've actually joked about this in the gym before. It's like, oh, I got to get this in before my like you know best by date. Yeah, I know. Right, which isn't you know, is it's a long ways off still. You're at the top yeah. of your game right now. Yeah. So I mean, what what do you see for yourself? I mean, this year obviously is a big year. You're going to yeah, um, try know. to become the undisputed Australian champ. You're going across to Worlds, you know. I think um, is this going to be the next thing? Me about the, at the end of the year. At the end of the year. Because, uh, like you said, I've got some big competition, and like I'm training all right now. I'm, I'm managing the the load and the, the workload, and I've got a couple of niggly injuries, but nothing that I can't manage. Yep. I I don't see myself leaving within five years. Right. Unless I get horrifically injured, right? But I'm feeling strong. I'm feeling happy. I think I'm going to be in here for a few more years. It's awesome. It's great. <laughs> and then uh, be long, being here long enough for masters to really kick off in the strongman community, because <laughs> I know it is. Uh, I know that WA strongman also are going to trial masters this year, and also uh, juniors, so teenagers. Okay, teens. that's cool. Yeah. So they're going to try and uh, incorporate some of that this this year. I think on the static, there's going to be a static event coming up. Okay, similar to like a static monsters. Yeah, they have the teens. Yeah, so maybe a, a stones. Okay, log. Yeah, very cool. Yeah, awesome. Look, I think that's basically everything that I wanted to touch on. I mean, cool. I, I know I thought I'd give you, let you give a shout out to the uh, the old tacky sisters there. I, wanted to, uh, I do want to give explain. a shout out to and my when we, tacky sisters. When we say tacky guys, we don't mean tacky in a bad sense, apart from maybe Fiona's mullet. Um, <laughs> So, um, she doesn't well, have that anymore. Oh well, she had one. She can never take it back. Um, I love a mullet. <laughs> no, the tacky sisters. Tacky is um, is how do you describe this for someone that's never seen it before? It's like the thickest I tree know. sap. How about that you man it to me? I'm not, no, I'm t- explain to the people, not to you. You can give. I would never mansplain to you. <laughs> I say tacky is is like the thickest tree sap, like a honey molasses that you like glunk onto your arms and hands. So you can like. Stick to an Atlas stone, and so it's a strongman podcast with the girls, right? It's called the Tacky Sisters. It's not like a negative oh, connotation. Tacky Sisters, yeah. I don't know. 
I don't particularly like the name, but it, it's nicer than some of the ones they suggested. Yeah. Like something divas and I was like, please do not put divas in our name. <laughs> don't. We're going to be taken seriously. I don't mind tacky sisters. Don't mind at all. Yeah. But, yeah, my tacky sisters, we uh, we do a podcast probably every two to three weeks. We did one yesterday and uh, for Fiona, the one with the mullet, not anymore. Um, she shaved her mullet because she got a full head tattoo, like she's covered in tattoos. And she sh- um, she did the challenge that if we get 10,000 listeners or subscribers, I'm not sure, I'll have to, 10,000 people. Stitch her up. It was, it was only would, 100, right? If you get 100 people, she's going to get tattooed. No, it's 10,000. 10,000. <laughs> she's going to get a tacky sister's tattoo. I'm not sure where yet. I think she's going to do a poll as to where she should get it and the design. Okay. So, um, and that's and that's strong women from well, strong man from a woman's perspective. So we uh, uh, talk about it from the point of view of a woman. Is it the same four ladies every time? It's yeah. You, Jane, um, yep. Fiona, and Zoe. Yeah, and yep. we're all pretty much we're all we all do strong man, but we're all from very different backgrounds and different gyms as well. So um, and very different personalities, but we just seem to to make it work. Yeah, it's well, quite entertaining. You're all you're all friends as well and good people. So I yeah, think, and we met through Strongman. Yeah. So this is again once again the community. Right. So if you're listening, and I think this is what you talked about before, if you're listening and you know you found it so beneficial, um, you think that you know you would have loved it to have had a, a strong woman influence like when you first started training. Oh yeah. And now you're giving that to the ladies that are starting out. Like if you think yeah. about jumping in, like have a listen to the podcast. Oh, I did. I did a little bit have a, a strong woman influence. I um I had the darling uh, Dan Macri. He helped me out a lot. That's He's a, big a sweetheart. very tender man. He's a big sweetheart, isn't he? He's a bit of a teddy bear. Yeah. Nice. All right, you guys. Um, look, thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Strength Institute podcast. If you haven't done so already, please like, subscribe the channel. Go across, subscribe and like to the Tacky Sisters. I'm not sure if they're on YouTube, but they are on all the audio Spotify. ones, correct? They're on Spotify. And go donate some money to them, and please. And please click on the link below. Go have a look um, at the fundraiser that's been set up by Ash for Megan to try to get her across to the OSG, the official Strongman Games um, in Daytona Beach, Florida at the end of this year. Just break your microphone. Oh, my God. Did you actually? I don't know. Oh, no, no, no. That's all right. Okay, thank God. (laughs) We'll we'll see you again soon. Have a good one. Thanks again. Bye. Bye.